All right, we're in a series called Foundations. And uh, we did the big rocks thing. That was big rocks in our in individual lives, individual disciplines. But uh, hey, now we're talking about the church and what's big things in the church. And I got to tell you, the first big thing was... Wow. Okay, that's great. It's called a rock-solid mission. And I need one volunteer who memorized the mission to stand up and say it as loud as they can. I realize you're putting yourself out there. What if I screw it up? There's tons of grace, right? An umbrella of grace. All right, who wants a shot? Come on now. Oh, Chelsea Palmer stood up. Oh, she's like, that's like at an auction, right? That's like at an auction when the guy, like, you, you like, twitch your ear or something, and the guy's like, oh, $600. That actually happened yesterday at an auction I was at. The guy's like, no. I didn't bid. All right, now, who for sure? All right, come on now. Bam. Matt, you got it. What size t-shirt are you? Large, it is. Coming straight at you. You ready? Oh, I hit the top. Oh, man. Next time I'm going over it. Okay. Bam. T-shirts don't have sharp corners like CDs. We're glad we're doing T-shirts today. <laughs> All right, now, hey, hey. I hate to say extra credit because it makes it sound like, well, I'm better if I did it and I'm worse if I didn't. Is that really what it means? No, it's extra credit, as in I'm over 100%. Thanks for giving your 100%, memorizing the, the, the mission, okay? But now, does anybody know where that's found, the verse? Stand up and quote that. Who's got it? Andy, you're on it. You're on it. Come on now. That's good stuff right there. And that verse will change your life. I got it right here in my Bible. Just wrote it on a card. Maybe you're on Facebook if you're not. I, I put it out there for you this, this week. And I'm going to try to every week just kind of keep it in front of you that, hey, we have a, a statement that we're memorizing because this is worth memorizing. It's the foundation of our church. If we just know this, we know a lot, right? And then there's a memory verse to go along with it. And I'm going to try to keep those things in front of you. Okay, what size t-shirt? I didn't forget. Bam. I'm going to be repping that t-shirt later, and anybody that's baptized as well, and uh, they're just, uh, it's just great, man. It's just great. So, hey, did everybody get one of these? Great. So we're on to it. Rock solid vision. So what I set out to do, oh, I brought something else back from last week besides the other stuff that you guys said. I don't know if I can go this far out. Oh, I can. Wow, that's great. All right. But I brought this back from last week. You guys remember this? Who remembers this? Raise your hand. Okay, that was weak. You don't remember this from last week? It was here, right over there. All right. Oh, you weren't here last week. Oh, I get it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. Um, that, that's not why I asked that. Um, but I wanted to know if you remember this. This is uh, the plan, right? And uh, this is a high-impact worship service, and we want to walk, and we want to work. Worship, walk, work. Coming at you next week. And uh, we have these next steps, and this right here, you're in right now, is called step one. Last week, we went over the mission. This week, we're going over the vision. 
Next week, we're going to go over the values, and it's all in this book that you got. So I tricked you all. I duped you. If you walk through the doors and you've never been to step one, got you, all right? You are in step one right now. I'm not taking no for an answer anymore. You're it. All right, so go ahead and get this booklet out. We're going we're gonna to use this today. I should roll this back so you guys can actually see the board, right? Would that be helpful? All right. You guys just remember that this is here. <laughs> Step one. Our mission, you could see it there. Notice I didn't tell you this before you quoted it. And there's the verse. And then step two, which are, are uh, uh, the vision, which is right there. And uh, you could see it. And this is the memory verse. And you have it as well on your bulletin. All right? And then you open up to that next page, and, and that's going to be some of our outline today, okay? So you have everything you need right there. You have notes for the message. Go ahead and open your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're just going to dig in. Second Corinthians chapter five. Now I'm really fond of Second Corinthians. First Corinthians is really hard, <laughs> right? You read it and you're like, oh, I don't even know what he's talking about. Go to the Bible Project, click that little video. It'll tell you some good stuff. You'll be like, oh, okay, I get it a little bit more, okay? And that helps. Now helps you see the big picture. Now this is the second letter, which is maybe the third or fourth, right? Because there's probably a letter we don't have. Uh, but the second letter to the Corinthians, and, and he's basically going to explain to them why they can be reconciled together because they are all in Jesus Christ. So the problem was they had these super apostles. They had these people that looked good, had the button-up shirt on with the collar, with some bling, okay? I might be one of the super apostles. No, 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 no. Okay? But they had all these, like, they looked good. They had enough money. Everything on the outside was amazing, right? And Paul on the outside was, like, poor. He was in prison. He was suffering for his faith, right? And so they were like, hold on. If I add it up, I really want to serve these guys and do this religion versus have this relationship with Jesus Christ. That seems really hard. I don't know if I want to pick that. I don't know if I'd do that. Can I just be saved and have a good time? Everybody, anybody ever wonder that? As a kid, right, when you grew up in the church, I know a lot of us grew up in the church because we did that survey yesterday, uh, or last week. Um, it's kind of like, hey, I want to go to heaven, but I want to have fun while I'm on this earth. Can I do that? Is that okay? And what, does nobody else think this way? Y'all have like blank stares like, you're the only guy that thinks that way actually. Really, I'm out, okay, sorry. Um, but I think that's kind of how I grew up. And I think that's because it was a bit more rules-based. It was like, do this, don't do that, you're good. If you memorized the verse last week, gold star. If not, then, well, I don't know if you're Christian. That's not the way it goes, right? If you came to church and you think that's the way church is, you're at a different church, Right? This church is about the love of Jesus Christ, the grace that he applied to us to activate our faith in a risen Savior, and for us to serve him best we can for the rest of our life. That's what this church is about, all right? And there's no like, are you serving him enough? You know, there's no like arm twisting in that. Whenever we stand up here and say, are you worshiping? Are you walking? Are you working? We're saying, 
Look in the mirror. We're not saying, we're looking at you and you don't add up. Is that clear? Because I think sometimes it's like, when we say these things, you think we're saying, you're bad. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying the word of God says, this is good. And let's go after good. We all know we're bad. But let's go after good. In the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because of the love of the Father. Let's go after good. All right? So, you're there. If you're there in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, go ahead and say you're there. Perfect. Now flip back one page. At the beginning of the book, he encourages them before he's going to tell them this, okay, that, hey, we got some hard stuff here. So, look at chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed, happy, okay, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. I came to church today to say, be comforted in Christ. Get under the shadow of his wing. Plug into the power of the Holy Spirit. I came to church to say you can have all the encouragement you need, all the comfort. Verse 4. Who comforts us in our affliction. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Just in case you haven't noticed, this life's hard. There's going to be affliction. And he's like, let me comfort you. So that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. Anybody having a hard week? Come on now, be honest in church. Let's be real. Yeah, having a hard week? I had a little bit of a hard week. Okay, bam. All right. So somebody's going to comfort you today so we can comfort each other with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Okay, that's the foundation. Well, I want to comfort you today. Now, second, look at chapter 2 and look at verse 17. We'll just do a little walkthrough here to get us on, on track. Verse 17 of chapter 2. For we are not, I'm not, and I hope you're not, like so many peddlers, hucksters, car salesmen. Sorry, is there any car salesmen? <laughs> All right, that's the stereotype. That's the stereotype. I'm just like you might be a really godly car salesman, and you've never been a huckster all day in your life. That's awesome. All right, that is very. That was a stereotype. My bad. All right, please forgive me if you're in the car salesman business. Ryan Gregory's going to hear this. I know. All right. Like so many peddlers of God's word, are you trying to sell this? Like, this will make your life better if you just read it. Like, no, man. Like, I'm not trying to sell this. I'm trying to say God loves you. But as men of sincerity, that's what we want to be today. Do you want to be a person of sincerity today? You want to be honest with yourself today? Here's who I really am. Here's the integrity of my heart. As men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, we learned that last week, right? We have a mission. We're commissioned by God. In the sight of God, we speak in Christ. I don't speak for myself. I'm speaking in Christ. This is Christ's words to you. All right, keep going. This is the word of God, by the way. Keep going. Look at the next chapter, chapter 3, and look at verse 16. I'm just going to cut this open in the middle here. He's talking about Moses. He's talking about their hearts being hardened. And then he says, here's a, here's a solution for your hard heart. Verse 16 of chapter 3. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Maybe your life is like this. Maybe your life is like sunglasses. I can't see anything, you know? No, life looks like this, not like this, okay? It looks like this. You think it looks like this, okay? You can't see. Do you get it? 
But when you turn to the Lord, the veil is lifted. So you have a part in this. You have a choice. That's a good thing. God loves you so much he gave you a choice. When the veil is lifted, right? Well, how is the veil lifted? When you turn, right? So, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's going to be a key word later. And we all, with unveiled face, are you a believer in Jesus Christ today? Are you seeing things clearly? When you read the scripture, do you go, wow! You're like, not every day. Yeah, that's right, because sometimes sin creeps in, right? And we have to repent of our sin so that we can go, wow, again. And the Holy Spirit's working when we're reading. But if you've never had that, whoa, that's what it was said. He loves me that much. If you've never had that moment, man, today's a good day for you. He says, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being, I have it boxed, highlighted in my Bible, are being transformed, being transformed, changed into the same image. What image? Somebody tell me what the image that we're being changed into is. The image of Jesus Christ, right? From one degree of glory to another. So it happens in increments. It doesn't happen like all at once. You're not like, oh, I got saved. Glory. Woo. You know, exuding glory. From one degree to another. It takes some time, right? And maybe today is a time where you'll just go, hey, just a little bit further in my faith, just a little bit further in my walk. That's what we're praying for you. And we're praying that for you every Sunday. One degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. What is he telling you? This isn't an outside thing, this is an inside thing. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. This is inside of you. It's not just outside of you. We're gonna see the change when you're different inside, it's going to come out from the intents of the heart the mouth speaks, the Bible says. We're going to see a difference in you, but we're not like judging you on the difference, right? We're judging you on the heart. Matter of fact, we're not judging you at all. You have to stand before Jesus Christ who will judge you. It says that if you flip the page. Flip the page, first part of chapter 5. Look at verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. This isn't a sight thing, guys. I know you came to church. I know you dressed up. I actually combed my hair like half an hour ago in the bathroom. Just so I would look good, right? Just so I wouldn't be a distraction from the gospel. You're like, dude, he didn't even comb his hair. Does he care? No, I care. I comb my hair. There it was. Yes, we are of good courage. There's that encouragement. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. I don't want to be here. I'd rather be in heaven. Anybody? Can I get an amen on that? Amen. All right, but God has me here for a mission and a purpose. And so let's get after that until he decides to take us home. We're on his timetable. So whether we are home or away, kind of sounds like a sports analogy. Nobody got it. Okay, it doesn't sound like a sports analogy. <laughs> Only the sports people got that. Thank you. Yeah, me and you, man. We make it our aim to please him. What is your goal in coming to church today? We make it our aim to please him. Was your aim, Adam, did you come? Because you're like, hey, I hope everybody sees me today. I was here. Quit calling me. Quit telling me I wasn't here. I was here. 
Is it to check the box? Well, God knows I was at church. God knows everything about every second of your life. That ought to scare you. Right? It's, it's not about outward appearance. We make it our aim to please him. We want to please the Lord Jesus Christ. So did you come to church to sit and be pretty or did you come to church to get your heart cut, right? Cut me to the heart, Lord, and make me do something different for your will and glory. Is that your aim today? Did you come down the stairs to go, change me, Lord, transform me, Lord. I want to be different, Lord. That's why I came to church today. You're going to sense the urgency every second of my voice, I think. Verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. That verse, people want to use that out of context and they scare people. Yeah, there's a judgment seat. Is Jesus going to stand in front of you? What have you done with Jesus? Right? I know you're going to receive your due. I'm not due forgiveness, but since he's offering it freely, I'll just take some of that. All right? I think that's important to know because people quote verses like, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Hebrews 10. But if you keep, or 9, 927. If you keep reading, it says right after that how God judges those that are believers. You should go read that. It's pretty encouraging. All right, now we're at our passage, and it's about the heart. Here it is. Look at verse 12. We are not... Com verse 12 of chapter 5. You guys with me? I'm moving fast. Verse, verse 12 of chapter 5. Okay. We are not commending ourselves to you again by giving you cause to boast about us. I'm not saying, hey, you should go out and say, Steve's an amazing preacher. He was just so cranked up today. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anything. You shouldn't say anything about me when we're done with this message. Right? I'm not looking for commendation or recommendation or anything like that, okay? He's like, just be clear. So that you may be able to answer. This is why I'm preaching today. So that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance, people that'll be like, well, yeah, but you're not good enough. And yeah, you didn't do this or that. You can answer them after this message and not what is in the heart. Okay, so here it is. It's not about outward appearance. Say outward appearance. Not that. I don't care how nice you look today, that's not getting you into heaven. And it's not growing you into more like Christ. Truth in church today. Now let's put some grace over that, okay? But he loves you and he wants to change you. And he wants to work with you at your pace to get there. How loving is that? He's not like, Oh man, you gotta, you gotta get it done today, all of it. One degree of glory to another. Okay, just a little bit at a time. What's your step today? And it's a heart issue. That's the key. It's a heart issue. I don't know if I've gotten to this yet. It's a heart issue. This has nothing to do with how you look. This has everything to do with who you are. Really. What we'll never know about you he knows about you, right? I don't even want to know. But Jesus wants to know you fully and he wants to forgive you fully and he wants to change you 
incrementally until you're fully changed. I love that about Jesus. What a loving Savior we have. And then it says, for if we are beside ourselves, you're like, this guy is beside himself. It is for God. <laughs> and if we are in our right mind, if you are tracking, you're like, yeah, that makes, that's logical. Yeah, I get that. Well, that's for you. It's for you. All right, here it is. For the love. I don't know what kind of love you came in here with, but this is a different kind of radical love. Uh, it's an agape love. It's a love that's unconditional. It's never going to change. God has never loved you more than he's going to love you, and he'll never love you less. Just get your hands around that. Get your head around that a second. God's love for you doesn't change. And he's not a respecter of persons, so he loves you just as much as he loves the next person. Fully. Fully. He loves you. For the love of Christ controls us. It dominates our thinking, our actions, because we have concluded this. I came to a conclusion, Paul says, that one has died for all. Who is the one? Everybody tell me. Jesus Christ. He died for all. Therefore, all have died. You're like, that's not true. I'm still living. And that, what you, I mean, come on, let's just think while we're reading it. That's not true. I, I haven't died. Is he talking about physical? I have died spiritually. I have died. All right, keep going. I just want to be clear. And he died for all. So I've died spiritually. You can die spiritually too. He died for all of us. All can die. And I hope you do die to yourself spiritually today. That those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. I don't look at you and go, wow, Heather, bond, you know, hair put back. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking in the soul. Go, daughter of Jesus Christ, right? Loved by him be more than I could ever imagine. I'd love to tell you, but I can't because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we got to look at the spiritual, right? How you got your Bible open, he, and I, he wants to, but is that really it? Oh, I got my Bible open. No. Do you have your heart open? You can have your Bible open all day long. If your heart is closed and you're like, how am I going to sin next time without anybody looking, without anybody knowing? How many times have I been to church and I'm like, heart so hard, just get me out of here. I'm going to do it again. I can't wait to do it again. I hope nobody knows. If you feel like that, that's addiction. I've been there. It's hard. There's help for that. It's Jesus. We don't regard you according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. Paul's like, Saul's like, I used to think Jesus was just a man. We regard him thus no longer. I don't think Jesus is just a man anymore, Damascus Road. <laughs> Therefore, here's our verse, memorize it now. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. He's different. He's new. The old has passed away. Passed away means dead. The old has died. Behold, the new has come. The old had to die so the new could come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled, what a great word, he reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling, 
This word reconcile is pretty important. The world to himself, not counting their transgressions against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Because once you've been reconciled to Christ, he's like, go tell somebody else. We want to make this circle bigger. You notice the church gets bigger every week? Have you noticed? Every week it's like harder to find a seat. You get two options. Sit closer, scoot down, or go to 11. It's a little less people. But that's a problem that's going to continue to happen because people are going to continue to come because we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. So we're trying to bring people to Christ all the time. If people get close to me, I'm asking them to come to church, right? No, no, no. To church? That'd be kind of outward. I'm asking them to come to Christ. So we have this ministry of reconciliation, this message of reconciliation. Just end with this. Therefore, we are ambassadors. An ambassador is somebody that goes to a foreign land, right? An ambassador is somebody that goes and tells somebody something. A message from the king, right? We're ambassadors. We're going to go tell our workplace a message from the king. Ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. So who's making the appeal? Let's just be clear. Who's making the appeal? Who's appealing to you right now? It's not Steve. It's God. God's making his appeal through us. This is it. We implore, I implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God today. I implore you. I urge you. I beg you. I'll do anything I can to persuade you to be reconciled to Jesus Christ today. And then one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture for our sake, for me, for you, he, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin. He didn't know any sin. He knew no sin. He wasn't a sinner. But God laid our sin on him at the cross. In a physical way? Was there just like the big bags of sin? Is that what it was? No, it was a spiritual thing. He laid all of our sin on him in that moment when he was like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was separated by sin. And I don't think God had left. Jesus just couldn't see it anymore because sin was tainting his view. God was right there. But it was our sin that made Jesus think God had abandoned him when he hadn't. And then he rose him from the dead in proof of the fact that he didn't abandon him. You might be here today and you might be like, man, I feel like God's abandoned me. I feel like he's done with me. I did that Christian thing. It didn't work. I feel like it's over. It might just be really hard for you right now in life. I think we all go through seasons like that. Like, where's God? Does he care? Sunday's coming. Three days later, when everybody thought it was over, God rose Jesus Christ from the dead. When's the moment where God breaks through 
and you submit to him and he revolutionizes your life forever. When's the resurrection moment for you? We know when it was for Jesus Christ. It's a historical fact. You can go look back at it. But we don't know when yours will be and we pray it will be today. He knew no sin so that he, him, in him, in Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. I can have righteousness of God. Okay, so here it is. I'm just going to use this right here. Do you know some things about Jesus? What do you know about Jesus? Well, I put some things down. We, we put it every time you go to step one, you're getting one of these booklets. You know some things about Jesus? Here's five things about Jesus you can be sure of. Go ahead. Somebody shout out the first one. I've talked too much. What's the first one? And hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And what I want you to do is stand up and I want you to say it like you believe it. So if you don't believe it, don't just read it. All right? So somebody stand up because you believe that this is true and say it like that. Amen. He is. I believe it. Do you believe it? He did. I believe that. Do you believe it? Mike? That's right. He rose up on the third day. And people saw him and he ate and drank in front of him. Who's got the next one? I need a lady. There you go. He is right now. And sometimes he stands too. If you read the story about Stephen, I don't know how that got his attention, but he was like, boop, I'm up. Now think about it. Jesus right beside God the Father and he's like, they're mine. They're mine. They're mine. Satan can't have them. They're mine, right? And he's praying for you. and He's interceding for you right now. Don't go against Jesus today. If he's praying for you and the Holy Spirit's working in your heart, no, don't, don't you dare be the roadblock. Satan can't touch you, but you can be the roadblock. All right, who's got the fifth one? Cannot wait. I want to shout after that. Go ahead, say it again. Come on! Can you wait? I can't wait. We sang about it, and every time we sang about it, we're like, yeah! I mean, that's going to change everything. I don't have to get up here and preach anymore. Everybody's out of preaching jobs at that point. We're all into worship. It's going to be a new fad for like eternity. Right? No more preachers, so you better get your preach on now, because later, you don't get to do that. Right? You better testify now. Testify today in the baptism tank because you got no chance when heaven comes. Right? We're not doing that. We're going to be worshiping God. All right, so I figured after those five things, you're probably pretty cranked up. And so here's our response, A, B, and C. Admit, believe, confess. So what I've done is I've taken our passage right here and I've broke it down. Admit, believe, confess. Here's the first one. Admit, believe, confess. How to experience rock-solid change. Here it is. How to experience rock-solid change. You want to experience rock-solid change? Do you want to experience rock-solid change? Yes. Do you want to change? You like yourself just the way you are? I don't. I mean, I don't like me the way I am. I like you the way you are. No, I want us all to grow. Okay? Let's not play. I want us all to grow. And so while I'm comfortable in my own skin and confident that I am who God wants me to be today, 
I'm quite sure that he's not wanting me to be the same tomorrow. That he wants me to progress to be more and more like him. And there's some things I'm going to do to help that as I submit to Christ. How to experience rock-solid change, okay? Now that we understand who God is, Jesus is, let us respond by faith. Here's the number one. Number one, admit I am selfish. I need to admit that I'm selfish. I need to admit it not outwardly. I don't need anybody to stand up and say, I'm selfish. <laughs> right? No, no. You might be selfish actually to do that. Look at me, everybody. I'm selfish. I mean, it's almost like it's the wrong thing, right? But we need to admit it inside in our heart. This is a heart thing. We need to admit it inside. I'm selfish. I really am. It's like Burger King Christianity. We all want it. My way right away, right? I want what I want when I want it. I want you to be done right now. Can we get Brent back up here? It was a lot more fun when we all participated. We're praying you all participate right now. This is a participation sport. So, admit that I'm selfish. I'm addicted to sin. I have old habits, old lifestyles, old patterns of behavior. I have old dreams that I once dreamed. I wanted to be the President of the United States. Then I got saved. And God's like, I want you to love and lead the people of Rochester. Well, I'm die to that then. <laughs> and live for this. Second, that's confusing. The second thing in point one, three on each point. Admit, believe. Believe God loves me. Do you believe God loves you? I believe God loves you. Like with an everlasting love. No matter what you did last night, no matter where you came from, no matter how you grew up, I believe that God loves you unconditionally. That this whole thing, this whole life, no matter how hard or easy it was, was to get your attention so he could pursue you and bring him back, bring you back to a relationship with him. Pornography addiction for me. I, be I believe God used that in my life. As, as much as I questioned him on it and questioned him, questioned him, questioned him, right? It was God's will. <laughs> and he used it to bring me back to him, to get my eyes on him, to know that it wasn't good enough and that I needed him. Admit I am selfish. Believe God loves me anyway. And then this, confess and confess is really a commitment, right? You confess it, you make a commitment. You're like, yes, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Okay, confess, I will die to myself. I will die to my old self. I'm not gonna be that person anymore. I'm gonna be somebody different. So let me read it for you. For the love of God controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all so that those who live might no longer live for themselves. What does that mean they were doing before? They were living for themselves. That's where I got the word selfish. And then, but live for him. 
who for their sake died and was raised. So you can live in the power of Christ and you can live for Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. We confess, I confess today, I'm going to die to the old self. And you know what? That takes work. It takes being with God. It takes getting in the word. It takes asking God in prayer, would you please change me? And you know what else it takes? This is kind of interesting. It takes getting unstuck. So the problem is we're kind of stuck. Like, Matt, when you look at Beth and you have this argument that you have like once a month, you know, whatever it is, I, I'm telling your story because I think it's probably similar to my story. Only in my story, it's like twice a month. But your story is once a month, right? And it's like there's butting of heads, right? Because somebody said something they shouldn't have said. Again, just like last time. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> And, and the thing is, the last time my wife and I got into that thing, I was like, but, but honey, I'm not that person anymore. I don't want to be that way anymore. And sometimes she'll say to me, like, but, but, but you got to think the best of me. I'm not there anymore. I've moved on. Sometimes we got to let people get unstuck because we think they're stuck, then they keep stuck. And we keep them stuck. Can we think the best of everybody? Can we be like, yep, I know you're changing. I'm assuming you're going to be different today because Jesus Christ, because you were in the Word this morning, and you met with God in prayer, He gave you different marching orders. I'm assuming you're going to be different today. I'm assuming you're going to be like, more like Christ. Now, I'm not assuming you're going to be Christ. Let's be that clear. But I'm assuming you're going to be more like Christ. And so I'm going to let you change to be more like Him every day in front of me, and I'm not going to hold it against you. That's really clear. This second thing, admit I am stuck. I've always, I'm already on it. I'm stuck. You got to admit you're stuck. I came back to the fight. I came back to that thing and it was like the same old me again and again. And it's like, how do I get unstuck? Well, believe that God loves you enough to get you unstuck. Because he does and he doesn't like you stuck. He wants you to be unstuck. Matter of fact, he gave you the Holy Spirit to unstick you. And I've been helping so much because, you know, if you're stuck at step one, I'm just like giving it to you right here. No, just kidding. It's not physical. It's spiritual. You could be sitting here in step one right now and not be sitting in step one right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you dupe me. I'm not here. Again, I want to bring it back to it's a heart thing. If you don't think you're stuck in your heart, you're not stuck. If you don't believe God loves you, God doesn't love you. Do you believe it? And then this, confess, I will embrace my new freedom. I have a new freedom found in Christ. It says it here. From now on, therefore, we regard you. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We used to think Jesus was a man. And then Acts 9 happened. You can go look at that example this week. And Acts 10 happened. You can look at that example of how people were transformed. We regard him thus no longer. I know he's God now, Paul says. I know it is. Therefore, because I know he's God, if anyone is in God, in Christ, 35 times in Scripture in the New Testament, mostly by Paul, he is a new creation. He's a new creature. He's not the same anymore. Embrace your new freedom. 
You're not the same. You're not the old guy. You're the new guy. The old has passed away. You've got to die to that thing. Behold, the new has come. Changes your perspective, right? When you take off the glasses. This perspective's one. It's kind of cloudy. And this perspective is clear as all get out. Thank you. I, I can see you clearly. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as selfish? If not, God loves you anyway. <laughs> but you're probably not going to make a commitment, right? To live for him. If uh, you don't think you're stuck where you're at, you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not stuck. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Then you're probably not going to go after God's love and you're probably not going to embrace your new freedom a whole different place where it's much, much, much better. Freedom is great in the spirit. And then this third thing, admit I'm silent. So the rest of this passage, I could read it again, is all about this boldly proclaiming the reconciliation, the gift of reconciliation that God did it in my life and he could do it again in your life and I have to be an ambassador and I have to make this appeal to you and God's imploring me to do it and I'm imploring you to do it on his behalf. And then it wraps up with this, for the sake, for our sake, for your sake, God made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. He wants to transform you. He's given Jesus to do it. You just need to get after it. So I admit I am silent way too often. I've been silent about God in my life. I haven't told my story to anybody. As much as you talk about God's story, Steve, I've never told mine. I've never stood up publicly in front of anybody. I've never told my story before. You're right. I need to admit it. Do you believe that God still loves you? He does. He loves you. Even if you've never told anybody about him, he loves you. But he doesn't want you to stay there. He wants you to confess, right? He wants you to confess, I will tell my story. I can't wait to tell my story. The next person that comes by, I'm going to tell them my story. Matter of fact, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? I'm going to tell my story right now. I've never been baptized as a believer, but I want to be baptized as a believer, and I want to tell my story. You all ready to listen? Are you all ready to listen to some stories? Yeah, I want to hear some stories of how God revolutionized some lives. But I think there's more stories to be told than we even know about here today. I don't know all of your stories. I haven't heard them all. But I'd love to. And we have an opportunity. We have a microphone. We have water. We're going to baptize people. If you've never been baptized by immersion as a believer in Jesus Christ, today's the day that you testify. You stop being silent and you testify to the fact that Jesus Christ is your Lord. Today's the day. Right, this now, is Mark Olala. He's our first guy. And uh, Mark, man, how long have you been coming to our church? Uh, to this church. The yeah, church. Whatever. This church, I don't know. Um, 
a year and a couple months, I okay. guess. Yeah, okay. a over a year. Awesome. Who's this in the tank with you? Uh, this is my cousin, Paul. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I love Paul because Paul's wife works with us, and uh, she makes me look better than I am. All right. Um, all of us. So tell us your story. We really want to hear you. Stop being silent, right? Like, testify. Like, what was your life like before you met Jesus Christ? Sure. My uh, my life was just full of sin. Um, some of it that I knew about and didn't care, and some of it that I just wasn't aware of that was actually sin in my life. Um, it was it was really selfish. Um, I would just go from one thing to the next, always seeking what's gonna just satisfy me for just a small amount of time and um, whatever that meant uh, to, to get that, whether it's lying, um, cheating, stealing for it. Um, it was it was really miserable yeah. um, at the end of the day and it was uh, really lonely. Yeah. And I was, you know, just at a point where I, you know, I thought kind of God had forsaken me. Yeah, yeah. I call that the point of brokenness. Anybody ever been there? Come on now. Don't leave Mark up here. We've all been there. We don't know Christ, right? Like, we've been there before. So when did you meet Christ? When did you embrace Jesus Christ? Have that come to Jesus meeting we talked about last week. Yeah, so I, I was at a point where I was completely beaten down. I was broken. Um, I had so many things going wrong in my life. Um, my world, as I knew it, was crashing down around me. Um, I couldn't lie my way out of it. I couldn't figure a way to kind of get out of it myself. Um, and I was at a point where I needed uh, help, and I, I couldn't turn anywhere else. But I, I said, you know, <laughs> this, if there's a moment, I need it now. Yeah, right. um, God help me. I can't do this myself. Yeah, it's that moment where you cry out. So maybe you're here right now and you're like, man, I just feel so conflicted. Then, then, then cry out to him, right? Say, God, you got to help me right now. And that, that's when he comes and he, uh, and he meets you there. Yeah, and I didn't know what that looked like at that time. It didn't matter, though, because I was so desperate that I just needed something yeah. to, to grab onto. And, and God was there. Like, I thought he had left me. Yeah. He grabbed my hand as soon as I, as soon as I reached out. Boom. And... and Things were okay and, and started working out, and I didn't know what it meant, um, what I just committed to. Yeah, right, right. I was really yeah, scared. I was what like, is that? What is yeah, that? What is that? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I didn't know what I just committed to, and uh, I didn't know direction of where to go. Um, and luckily, uh, there was people around. Uh, my cousin Paul, his, his wife, uh, were there to bring me to church, and I really didn't want to go to church because I didn't like the. I don't know. I, I didn't like the idea of the organized religion and, yeah. and stuff like that. And we don't like organized religion either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, as I came here, I was like, well, this place is kind of different than what I grew up in, and and uh, and just what was what was taught here, and, and it's, it was kind of a, it was a call to do it on my own. Yeah. But we're gonna be here to support you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Through it, and we're gonna tell you kind of how to do it, and that yeah. was something that was really appealing to me. Um, and I don't know really when it changed. Um, it was slowly over time, I feel like. Yeah. But um, eventually, I just I started, you know, uh, craving the word and, yeah. and and wanting to be here, and it stopped being a chore and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it does take time, right? Yeah. One degree of glory to another. Um, so what's your life like now? I, I could not have imagined um, my life here today being where it is from when I, when I was at that broken point. Um, I, I, I don't know. There, it's, everything in my life has changed. Um, when, I, when I first like, you know, resigned myself, I was like, well, okay, God, like, I can't do anything. I'm like, well, my life's going to be boring. Yeah. And it's going to be end, ending, yeah. and I was yeah. like, "This is going to be terrible." Everything that I knew was fun, yeah. turns out was a sin. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, right. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So, so I was like, I, I didn't know how my life would ever have any sort of happiness again in it, um, and that was like the biggest lie I had ever made myself believe. Yeah. yeah. That I couldn't, because I found more permanent happiness and more permanent joy in my life today than I ever thought possible um, but I still need to realize that every day like I still need Jesus as much as I did that moment yeah. when I was broken and beaten um, because otherwise I'll start thinking I can do it on my own yeah, and right. I can't yeah that's it you is he telling our story or what I mean goodness gracious well said um, so why do you want to get baptized today I want to get baptized because um well, I'm totally, I'm really, like, I don't like crowds and stuff like that. So this is really, really tough for me. And I've been putting it off for a long time. Um, but it's been on my heart. Um, you know, and I read, read passages on it. And um, I want to be obedient to, to, to Christ's command and, and get baptized today. And to do it all in front of um, everybody that I love. Um, I think that'd be really cool to do. Yeah, and somebody out here is hearing this for the first time, and they're saying, man, I want what he has and that's why we do this, right? We do this to be obedient to Christ and because we want to reconcile others to Jesus Christ. So, yeah. all right. Paul, come help me. All right. All right. So, Mark, because of your confession of Christ, uh, your, the work of grace that God's doing in your life and your faith in Jesus Christ, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. step on the ledge okay just don't touch the microphone how about that <laughs> all right boom we'll go like that all right give me your name abby how many times have we had this conversation i think this is number four now sorry i didn't remember your name abby's here today because she wants to be baptized obviously but abby uh tell me uh when did you meet Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Easter time. Easter time this year? That's so cool. And what did he do in your life? He be more patient. Yeah, he helped you be more patient. How did you know you needed Jesus? Because without him...
so you probably knew that pretty early because your parents were teaching you that sin's a problem, right? And Jesus is the only answer to that problem. I love that you figured that out, that, that God gave that to you. So why do you, why do you want to be baptized? I want to be closer to Christ. Okay, awesome. All right, I'm going to have you say that one more time as loud as you can right here. Because I want to be closer to Christ. That's, that's a good answer right there. I'm pretty sure, Abby, that somebody needed to hear that and, and see the childlike faith that you have because they want to be closer to Christ, but they're too scared because it's been a long time since they were saved. And, you know, it's kind of humiliating to get in the water when you've waited so long. And I love the fact that you didn't wait very long, that you were like, no, 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 no i got to do this now. So, but I pray that you remember this day for the rest of your life that Jesus Christ washes your sins away, okay? And that it's inside, not outside. All right? All right, let's baptize you. Step on down. All right, Mom and I are going to baptize you, okay? Because of God's grace in your life to, to, to show you that sin's the problem. And because of your faith in Jesus Christ, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. sometimes to remember that it's on the inside not the outside right and this doesn't save us but it is a good step to take as soon as we've been saved and uh, you know what I think in our uh, day and age we uh, we get lazy with it right we get complacent yeah it's nice isn't it yes. yeah. just got done filling it up <laughs> this is Lee Woodrow and uh, Lee has three boys He's been bringing him faithfully to church for a long time. And uh, I'm so proud of him for doing that when it's hard, right? When it's hard. So Lee, tell us, what was your life like before you uh, were introduced or met Jesus Christ? Uh, and I know I, you grew up in the church, but. Yeah, I, I, I grew up in the church. Uh, I got baptized uh, when I was younger because I was jealous of the attention that my brother was getting. And it wasn't really for any of the right reasons. But uh, God has been working in my life all along. But recently, I've been going through divorce. And, and I uh, decided to come back to church. And I was on the website, and I was just looking at a video and I was really touched by something that was said in the video about what were my actions doing to Jesus. Uh, and it suddenly became apparent to me that I, through not being a good husband to my wife as a as a spiritual leader and not attending church for more than five years that I was cheating on him that I was I had left him 
and I realized that I needed to forgive my wife and I let that go and then I prayed to God that he would come into my life and and bring the change that I needed. I love how we can experience forgiveness by forgiving other people and then we can feel it, like God forgiving us. I love that. I remember you talking to me about that that day and uh, I think that video was Dominic Paul and, and Nicole Paul and, and uh, it was really powerful. And I love how God uses the words of people like even Lee right now in the tank. Somebody here is going to get saved because Lee's testifying right now to the glory of God. You're going through something right now and, and you're going to accept Christ because of his testimony. I love that God planned that from the beginning. Um, what's, what's your life like now? It's totally turned around. Uh, before, I was homeschooling my kids and I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to find a job because I'd been out of work for so long. Mm -hmm. But I have a job. I'm going to get to save the house. Amen. That's right. My kids are downstairs right now. Learning about Jesus. I love that. Amen. Yeah. Why do you want to be Baptist, Lee? Because I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and He died for my sins. Mm. And I want to encourage others to let them know Amen. It can change your life. Yeah, amen. That's right. Jesus is the only thing that can change your life. And uh, to hear you say that, Lee, is a powerful thing. And uh, if you know Lee, rally around this man. Help him out. He needs our support, right? But now, um, you know, washing it all away, the old is past, the new has come, right? I love that. I love that picture. So, Lee, because of the work of grace that God's done in your heart and life, bringing you to salvation, and because of your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I know, I don't know if you're looking at the clock, but I am, and I have a responsibility to a bunch of children's workers um, so if you have kiddos downstairs, you might want to go pick them up. You can bring them back. They can be part of the baptism. We're going to keep going. Uh, parking lot's going to be really full. People are going to be upset in the second service. It's okay. Um, we're just going to keep going with the Lord, okay? But if you need to, please, please, you are loved. I said it. You are loved, okay? Like, you can go get your kiddos and, uh, and relieve the children's workers. Uh, if you need to be in children's ministry for the next service, please go. We'll get this on video. And, uh, and we'll, uh, but we're going to keep going, all right? We're not, we're not going to mess around. Come on in, man. What's your name? Ian. Ian, yes. nice to meet you. My name's Steve. Ian, have we met before? We have. One time? One time. Yeah, I thought so. And uh, I didn't remember your name, which is very, uh, well, it's hard for me when I don't it's remember okay. people's names. It's okay. So, Ian, uh, what was your life like before you met Jesus Christ? Um, well, I, I grew up in the church my whole life, and um, I guess I... I did it because I was taking, uh, taking after my mom, and she that's how she raised us, and yeah, um, you know, she's a great mom, and um, didn't fully understand um, what he could do in my life. Yeah, right. Um, until I was older, and I feel like there's times before where um, I've I've been told to be baptized because I haven't been baptized before, and I ignored it and I put it off because I thought wasn't old enough or 
I didn't have enough understanding or other things that I should do first before I do it. Yeah. And I kept putting it off and, um, you know, today really, um, like you said about heart. Yeah. I just, Holy Spirit does this, right? I, like, <laughs> I, uh, I was briefly crying, but it was, it was like tears of joy of like, wow, this is, this is crazy. And yeah. you know, the movement in me. And so, so yeah. Love it. Who are we that we would feel the Lord moving in us, right? Yeah. Who are we that God would speak to us? Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. And hey, hey, so let's just be clear. The only thing required to get in this tank and be baptized is that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, right? That you've accepted the blood of Christ as payment for your sin. That's the only thing. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to get to church like 10 times in a row before you come. Like, you don't have to be in a small group. You don't have to work at the church. You don't have to give money. Like the only thing required by God before baptism is salvation in Jesus Christ our Lord. So that's really good. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I want to be clear on that. So, so when did you meet Christ? Tell us your story. Um, well, like I said, I've been, like I, uh, I'm not from Minnesota. I moved up here a few years ago. Um, and when you're talking about, you know, selfishness and um, knowing that, you know, I've been pursuing hockey for well over a decade of my life. And, yeah. um, recently, things haven't been going my way of uh, continuing that path and knowing that all this time I've been not going to church very much and um, worrying about myself way too much. Yeah. And um, knowing that he has other purpose for me, uh, whether that be through hockey or what other passions that, that I have. And um, so knowing that, um, you know, there is, there is something after and there are greater things that I can still do and it's not something I have to necessarily uh, put myself down about. Or yeah, anything yeah. Like that. Hockey's so, not God. No. Right? No. I mean, I've, I've done that with sports, made it my God, and yeah. it's just not. And God has a way of stripping away everything that we want to put in front of him. He has a way of just taking it. And uh, not not in a hateful way, but in a loving way. I really want your attention. Yeah. So, so what's your life like now? Good. I mean, I don't feel. Um, I mean, I feel more fulfilled every day. I mean, I don't. Um, a lot of time I was spending like reflecting about what was going on, and decisions that I had made about things and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, uh, now I just feel better about where things are going and, um, you know, God's blessed me with um, a great girl in my life who, Amen. I would, Amen. you know, would love to marry one day and, uh, yeah. By His grace, you will. And uh, get in the Word, right? In the Word, in the Word, in the Word. That is what changes us from one degree of glory to another, just being more like Christ because we're with Christ. Um, why do you want to get baptized, man? I think you might already covered that, but... Go ahead, give it to us. Well, because I know that um, I know He has greater purpose for me, and I know that He He did die to save me and, and all of us, and um, I, I just want to grow in my faith. Yeah, yeah. Follow Him, man. Yeah. Jesus says, "Follow me," yeah. and that's what you're doing right now, Ian. I love it. All right, Ian, because of God's grace in your life, um, and because of your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Impromptu Baptist.
baptisms, but I don't get a hand, then I uh, have to like wrestle them down and wrestle them back up. So that means grab a hand. Come on, dude. All right, here we are. Give everybody your name and uh, how long you've been going to harvest. My name is Jake Wessel. I've been here for eight months or so. Yeah, yeah. So. And uh, Jake's been around our worship team a lot, and um, I know you've had several conversations about baptism and so on and so forth. What, what brought you in the tank today, man? Honestly, um, a big part of it was kind of that impromptu factor. Just yeah. I was trying to like plan it out on my own, sure. like figure yeah. out this is like the day I'll do it, this is how I'm going to do it, and yeah. then... I just got to a point where it's like I can't really say no. It's yeah. Like, um, the Holy Spirit was just kind of like overwhelming me, saying, "This is the time to be obedient. Like, stop pushing it off." Yeah. It's not based on what I understand or what I want. It's just yeah. kind of surrendering to the Holy Spirit. Is this is this about appearance? Is this about me? Or is this about what's happening inside? Right? Yeah, I love that. I think it's kind of the um, the surrender of what I want. Like. Yeah. I would probably never do this if this was, like, I don't, I don't want to go in front of people and say, like, hey, I've been doing this wrong for yeah, right. so long. Like, yeah. I got saved, I believe in Jesus, but I've been putting off baptism. Um, it's kind of surrendering that, like, yeah. what I want to come across as. Yeah, I've, so. I've coined it as humiliating, I think. You know, I was saved uh, at 16 and I was baptized at, mm -hmm. at 30. I was the youth pastor in the church when I got baptized. And I thought it was humiliating, right? To be like, man, why didn't I read that? Why didn't I know that? Mm. And I just think, you know, God has it for a reason. Maybe there's somebody else in here that's like, man, I, I'm in the same spot. Mm. And he has you here, Jake, because somebody needs to hear that. So what was your life like before you met Jesus Christ? It was very self-righteous. Um, I always wanted to, like, do things my own way, yeah. um, even though my own way was trying to, to follow God. So yeah. it was reading the word, like studying, doing worship. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to do that under my own strength and my own um, choice. Amen. Um, yeah, but it's true. really just been kind of God working on me to say, hey, this isn't, it's not of my own doing. It's all yeah. from God, just surrendering to what he wants me to do, even if I'm trying to want the same things that he wants. Yeah, right. Yeah, with the heart, right? Man, it sounds like you grew up a good church kid. That doesn't save us, does it? No. So when did you meet Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Several times. I don't know yeah, when was sure. the, the real time. That's I asked Jesus in my heart like a million times. So the first time was probably when I was like 10 or so. Yeah. Um, I was at this overwhelming fear of like death and hell. And yeah. I, I prayed with my, prayer, my parents. I did the prayer. And then after that, um, because I didn't have kind of that, perhaps this baptism, I didn't know like, yeah. what time was real. Yeah, right, I didn't right. have that obedience. Sure. Um, so I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but I know without a doubt that the Holy Spirit has overwhelmed me with conviction in the gospel that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, yeah. died for our sins, rose again from the dead, and that it's in him that I have new life. So don't know when it changed. Sounds like the love of Christ compels you. <laughs> it does. And I love that. And I love that. And you know what? I don't think you have to know. I think you can go back and look at it, see where your life changed and all that, and, and that'll help you tell mm -hmm. your story. But man, there's a lot of people with the same story. I don't know when it was, but I just know I'm different now, mm -hmm. and that's okay. I think that's why baptism is so important, mm -hmm. because then you can say, this day, right? And you can even tell people, man, like I was baptized on this day. I was saved sometime before that, but 
I put mm -hmm. my steak in the ground. And this is a good steak for those that are like, yeah, it was the season. I, I, can't, I don't know. It's a, it's a good thing. So I'm excited, man. So we're going to baptize you now because I asked you the first question. At the, or the last question at the beginning. All right. Jake, because of God's work of grace in your life and because of your faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Ryan, what was your life like before you met Jesus Christ? So, my life before Christ, I was raised in a Christian family and parents were very influential in my life. Uh, but for 18 years, I was home and went to church with them. Went to St. Cloud for two years of my life and absolutely turned my life the other way. Mm. I was living for the world. I was partying, sex, drugs, just doing everything. Yeah. And I, I believe my mom texted me to get a hold of my buddy to go on a missions trip to Jamaica. And that absolutely changed my life. Amen. I came back from Jamaica. I was so on fire for God that I knew I needed to get involved with the group of guys like Jake and some of these other guys over here. Yeah. And I, I prayed that God would just bring these people into my life. And within the first week of coming back from Jamaica, God just brought this tons and tons of groups of people into my life. And it's been so uplifting. Awesome. Awesome. So when did you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior? What's, what's the, you know, last week we talked about this come to Jesus moment mm -hmm. where you're like, dude, all I could bring is my sin. I just pushed it to the table and, you know, Jesus' blood covered it. So I'd say probably more last year, my second year of the Navigators, I got more involved. I got involved in a D group and started leading worship and uh, emceeing. And I, yeah. I just knew that God, that was like set in stone right then. So probably beginning of last year, yeah. it's just been so phenomenal. I love it. I love it. And how has your life changed? I mean, obviously you're like full of like energy here. I <laughs> I'm love so it. amped right now. It. It's crazy. It. Okay. I, I got to say this. Um, when I woke up this morning, I was like, okay, I'm getting baptized. Yeah, let's go. Sweet. Let's go. And then I wasn't really like nervous or anything, but on the ride here, what was the name of the second song you guys sang? Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. That came on in my car and I just got, my heart started racing. I was so overcome with joy and I got here and I could not stop shaking because I was so happy to get yeah. baptized. Amen. And this is so incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, see, that's the funny part is like once you're Christ, you want to get baptized. Right? Once you belong to Jesus Christ, you're like, I just can't. I, I got to do this. I want to tell the world. And uh, so it's a good thing to like think about how your heart is right now and uh, where you're at. Um, so why do you want to be baptized? I want to be baptized as the next step in my faith, just to let everyone here know that I am a follower for God. I am in love with God and I'm absolutely on fire for him. And I want to do this just to proclaim my faith to the world. Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, well, he loves you a ton, right? And uh, I'm grateful. So. I'm shaking, standing Yeah, here. dude, I love it, I love it. <laughs> Ryan, because of God's grace to open up your eyes, right? So you could see it, right? Because of your turning by faith to embrace Jesus Christ by Savior, as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Austin, um, how long have you been coming to Harvest, Austin? 
Uh, nine months or so. Nine months, yeah. What, what brought you here? Uh, some friends. They, okay. they invited me to come here, and uh, the first message you spoke just really spoke to me, and I, I decided to come back every, That's awesome. every week afterwards. God's Word is powerful, it is. right? He can use donkeys, and uh, he, he often does. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm really grateful uh, for the Word of God, and it's quick and sharp and powerful. It's, it's neat to hear that you came because your friends invited you, because that means somebody's speaking up. <laughs> somebody's not being silent, right. and that's really encouraging. Right. Um, so tell us, uh, what was your life like before you met Jesus? So before I met Jesus, I was, um, I was a huge partier. I'd yeah. drink, um, always going out with the girls, yeah. seeing uh, where I could get my next high, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I was just worrying all the time about everything and anything, and it just—it was just not a life that I wanted to continue to live. Yeah, it's—it's it's, yeah. I don't know. I feel trapped, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's fun, but I feel trapped by it. Right. I feel like it's the great lie. Like the world just lies to us about this is fun, and if you're a Christian, it's no fun. And yet, I stand in the tank with you guys, and I'm like, you've never had more fun in your life. Right. Right. Like this is yeah. the most fun you could ever have. Right. But. Satan's just lying to us. So when did you meet Christ as your Lord and Savior? Uh, I'd probably say, like, I don't have one specific That's all right. today, but I yeah. remember thinking back um, one day, and I was like, I do believe in Yeah. Like, he came, he died for me, and why am I living other ways? Yeah, like, right, right. I should follow him and believe in him. Yeah. My belief should determine my behavior. Right. So let's go. Right. I love that. I love that. And uh, how's your life different? Uh, I have the courage every single day to turn away from drinking and yeah. turn away from my friends on the weekly ask me, hey, you want to come out? And right. I'm like, no, no, dude. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. But I'd love to play board games with you. Later. You're right, totally. Yeah, let's go. Let's so, play some Settlers. Right, exactly. Come on now. Right. Let's go. But um, And have a spiritual conversation. Exactly. While I crush you in Settlers. Right. But... Uh, um, I've also, I've stopped worrying. It seems like all my worries are gone. Like, I'm yeah. not worrying about yesterday. I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and... Yeah. and uh, it's hope. Right, right. It's hope, right? It's hope mm-hmm. because we know where we're going. Exactly. I love it. So, uh, why do you want to get baptized? I, I want to show everybody that, that uh, what has happened inside me also, you guys can see yeah. outside of me. Yeah, right. That, that, that day you accepted Christ in the last nine months right. or whatnot is like... You died to self, and you were alive in Christ. Right. And uh, the Holy Spirit filled you, mm-hmm. and and now, like as you obey, He fills you more and more. Right, right. He'll give you more and more fervency. He'll give you more and more fellowship with your buddies. Mm-hmm. He, he He will, and, and and more and more fruitfulness too. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just exciting to see God at work in your life. So Austin, because of uh, your uh, faith in Jesus Christ, and because of the work of grace from God to open up your eyes to see it. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These tall guys are tough. I gotta move them up front. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not as warm as it was last service. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay, give everybody your name. Mariah. Mariah. Mm-hmm. And what's your last name? 
Meyer. Meyer, and this is the first time we've met, I believe. Yes, my first time at Harvest, actually. Unbelievable. <laughs> Mariah, on behalf of all my amazing friends that love Jesus Christ very much, we welcome you. We're so glad you're here, and we know that God loves you just as much as he loves us. So we're really excited to hear about how he's working in your life. Um, well, he's working. Good, um, good. So about a year ago, it was um, August 15th was the day that I was saved for the first time. Awesome. So um, it was kind of a random situation, but a friend had asked me to go to a Bible study with her. And mm -hmm. that night right there, I shared my testimony, everything that's happened. And um, they asked, do I give my life to the Lord? And I said, yes. So yeah. Right then and there. And yep. then um, I went to a revival tour on June 15th, and um, I recommitted my life because I had kind of fallen off my path a little bit. Yeah, um, incremental, mm -hmm. grace, difference. Yeah. Um, so I recommitted my life, and um, that was another amazing moment of my life. And then as the summer was growing, or going, I met a girl, Jacqueline, who goes mm, to yeah. this church. Oh, yeah, totally. And... Um, so I started going to some Bible studies with her. And so that kind of changed my life again. I was like, I need to go to Harvest. Like, yeah. I need what she has. Like, yeah. I want that. And so I finally was able to come today. And I brought Good. a friend with me. Good. And, um, She's like, what's happening? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Sorry to freak you out. <laughs> we walked in and I saw this tank and I was like... I want to get baptized. And I was Bam. telling her that first thing. So we good you said here. that. And then tonight you were, or today, I guess it's morning still, yeah, right. afternoon. Um, Depends on how long our testimony is. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who knows what time it really is. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I want to do that. And then when you were preaching today, you said the time is now. Like yeah. quick questioning, time is now. And I looked over, I was like, do I do it? And she's like, I can't say anything. I was like, I'm going to do it. So I <laughs> went back there and I was there like, all right, on. here we go. So. Well, the one thing I know is the only requirement for being baptized is that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yes. Right? That you know the blood of Jesus Christ, it's paid for my sin. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere I could go where he can't reach me, right? right? And he loves me so much. And he'll stumble and fall. This week will be hard. Now you've pledged allegiance to Jesus, right? What is what is With all my heart. What is what is what is what is Satan gonna do? He's like, I hate you because I hate Jesus. It's on. And so that's why we, that's why we pray for one another. That's why we do life together in small group. Um, that's why we you know, read the word. Because the only thing we have against Satan is Jesus Christ. And um, that's all we need. Christ can handle Satan with his feet up and his hands behind his back. And the reason he can do that is because he created angels. So he created Satan. So it's just amazing the power that we have. And I'm praying that as you and they realize that, we'll live in a new freedom, right? And a new power of the Holy Spirit. So, um, all right, well, why do you want to get baptized? I think you might already said that, but go ahead and testify. Well, before it was, my life was anxiety and depression. It was the yeah. only thing I knew. Yeah. And now I can see like the light again where I'm like, I want God to be my man. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's it. I don't need a boyfriend or anything. Yeah, right. yeah, He's right. my man now, and yep. that's the only thing that I'm going for. Is yeah, right. That love with and my relationship with Him is top priority right now. So Amen. I'm ready Amen. to do this next step. Amen. Amen. All right, Mariah. Yep. Give it up for the Lord. That's amazing. When when God, I mean, when God moves in our lives, it's just amazing. All right. So Mariah, because of God's grace to open your eyes August 15th, right? Mm -hmm. Because of uh, the work of His grace in your life. Because you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Your faith. Turn it around, 
right? Mm -hmm. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.